Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Michelle Tillis Letterman. Michelle is the CEO of Executive Essentials, which provides customized communications and leadership programs for Fortune 500, nonprofit, university, and government clients. She's part of the MG100, has been named by Forbes as a top 25 networking expert, and has been seen in media outlets like NBC, CBS, Fox, NPR, The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and CNBC. Michelle is the author of four books, including The 11 Laws of Likeability, and her latest, which we're going to talk about today, is The Connector's Advantage. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Joe. So what do you wish more people knew, especially when it came to connection? Oh, I wish everybody understood how important relationships are to their lives in every aspect of it, from personal to professional. So I can hear people right now, I can hear the audible groan <laughs> coming over the sound waves of audience members who are saying to themselves, I would rather wash my car than do another networking event. And this kind of sounds like networking, but... You argue that connection is absolutely not. What do you mean? So it was really funny. My my brother-in-law walks into my office and he says, oh, writing another networking book. And I was like, no, this is about being a connector. And, you know, I was so adamant and passionate. Like these are so, and he's like, what's the difference? And I looked at him like, well, that's a good question. And I, you know, I just processed it for a second. I said, you know what? Networking is something that we do, but a connector, that's who we are. And that's really the line I want people to, to differentiate because we think of it just like that audible groan was because it's something we have to do. Networking has the word work in it. I I, I don't like it either. And when we go out, we're, we usually have a purpose. A connector really prioritizes relationships in everything that they do in every aspect of their life. It's just how they think, how they breathe. And as a result, things happen faster, easier, better. Right, that's the connector's advantage. Faster, easier, better. Whatever it is you are working on, working towards, you are going to get there through those relationships and often with better results. So you're arguing that really everyone is a connector on some level, I guess, unless they, you know, live in their garage or off the grid. But but all of us have this ability to be a connector. So take us inside the way connectors think and how more of us can start thinking like them. So yes and yes. So first, there's very few people in the world who are not at least somewhere on the connector spectrum. They might be emerging or responsive and working their way towards acting. They're not yet at a niche or a super or a global super, and that's fine. Um, but the fact that they're even listening to this show gives me you know, knowledge that they are at least on the spectrum. And in the notes, we'll give them a quiz to figure out exactly where they land. Um, but when we are on the spectrum, it is that we are embodying these mindsets and these mindsets enable us to put this prioritization forward. So I'm going to give you the seven mindsets and then we can take it anywhere you want. Connectors are open and accepting. They have a clear vision. They come from a place of abundance. They trust. They're social and curious, conscientious, and they have a generous spirit. Okay. So open and accepting, clear vision. They trust and they come from a place of abundance 
conscientious and generous. How'd I do? Social and curious. You missed Social one. and curious. Almost. Ooh, so close. You got, you got, you got so him. Close. <laughs> so, so this sounds like an altogether nice person. Is that just what it means to be a connector? You're, you're high on the likability level scale. You're, you're a good person. You're kind to people you want to do for them. I don't think, um, I do think that kindness prevails. Absolutely. But I don't think that they're necessarily synonymous. You can be a very kind person and not be a very effective connector. <laughs> because connection is not just about being nice connection and being a connector is not being, you know, a doormat or being walked on or doing all the time. And, and the, the second one I mentioned is have a clear vision. If you want to get the connection advantage of faster, easier, better results, you better understand the results you're looking for. You need to have your vision and you need to be willing to ask for it. And that is part of the mindset. So many people have a hard time making that ask though. So I guess give us some do's and don'ts for making that ask or making that approach. So I always talk about these mindsets as um, non-linear, right? They enable each other. So when you have a generous spirit, it enables that clear vision and that willingness to ask. When your generous spirit is towards yourself, and you are conscientious about what you say yes to and what you say no to, you create boundaries so that you do not become that doormat. So the, these all enable each other. And it's very hard to have a generous spirit if you don't have a mindset of abundance. So some do's and don'ts around making an ask. First of all, um, don't ask off the bat. I always say, don't get right down to business. <laughs> Everyone's like, let's get right down. Don't get right down to business. I love the small talk. And it's not for the sake of small talk. It's for the sake of finding connection points because we don't connect on what we do. We connect on what we like to do. Common causes, common values, common vision, common experiences, common people, common places, all those commonalities that we get excited about learning about from each other. And through those, we then uncover where we might be able to add value. That generous spirit kicking in of looking about what do they need? How can I help? Now, that doesn't mean I'm not thinking about what I need as well, right? So at what point do you, would you, I guess, say it's okay to ask for what you want? Because I, I can definitely recall times when I've reached out to people who I would like to get to know better and maybe, you know, ride the wave of their network and meet people they know. And I don't want to make it transactional. I want to build a relationship with them. But I guess always in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but there's that thing I want. So when is it okay to ask? So my motto is, if you don't ask, the answer is no. If you ask, you immediately increase your odds, right? So I always believe in, in making the ask, but I also typically will ask first of what they need. I will first seek to figure out if there's value I can add. And sometimes there's not, but showing that you had that, that mindset of generosity is sometimes the permission that we personally need to say, hey, you know what? I might not be able to help this person, but I've helped a lot of other people and I think this way. Therefore, this gives me permission to ask for what I need and what I want. And one of the things I do in the book is I give you different types of asks that don't put the relationship at risk, right? So my favorite is the opt out. Give them an easy way to say no, to make it okay that doesn't put the relationship at risk. And a no now might be a yes down the road. Give me a quick example of that. So um, I just talked to somebody, um, actually you, I'll do it to you. Okay, right? let's do it. You, you um, got on and said, you know, I, I read the book and I love the book and you did this. And my response will be, 
oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed the book. If you have the time, I would appreciate a review, your honest review. So the opt-out portion is if you have the time. Nice. Well, and... I'm going to give you that review now. So <laughs> it was all about the opt-out. It's all about the opt-out. Yeah. And if you don't have the time, I totally understand. Or sometimes I'll be like uh, a client. You know, my coaching clients might not want to reveal that they're a coaching client. So at the end of engagement, I might say, you know, if you're comfortable, I would welcome a, a LinkedIn recommendation. If you're not comfortable, please don't do it. Nice. Right? Nice. Or uh, if your company allows you to give me a testimonial. So these are three examples of how you give them an easy way out. Yeah. So that's really interesting because to me, this works great when the people who are making the ask are reasonable, thoughtful, and sensitive individuals who don't want to extract value and opportunity from the person who they're asking it from. Turn it around for a second. If you're the person on the other end of that ask, what can you do as the person who is being connected with to protect yourself from these connectors who are possibly overwhelming and even overextending you? Yeah, I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I get a lot of asks and I used to be willing to give anybody an hour, then it became a half hour, then it became 15 minutes. Now I'm like, I just don't have enough capacity to do that anymore. And um, so I do try to respond to most people and I will give them a link or I will give them some direction. And the idea here is when we talk about a spirit of generosity, it's also generous to yourself. Mm. Because when you take generosity in combination with conscientiousness, connectors do what they say they're going to do. They follow up, they follow through. But they also need to be very clear on their boundaries of what they're willing to say yes to and not. So for example, I had somebody come to me, met her like three minutes later when she found out that I, uh, the Columbia Business School was a client of mine. She's like, ah, I asked me for an introduction. And it was a little off-putting. And so I had to think about what am I comfortable with? And so what I said to her was, you know what? Hey, why don't we get to know each other a little bit better? And then we can take it from there. Yeah. So I gave her that little bit of time. Then when we met, I was like, here's what I can do. Right. And so I want you to have in your head what you're willing to do. And what I said to her was, what I'm willing to do is I'm going to reach out to my contact and tell them that you used to work there. You'd like to get back in touch and ask permission to reconnect. And she said, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I did that. She reconnected, she got work there, she credited me. Yeah, so it is really just about kind of practicing the very things that draw people to you in the first place and just being clear and transparent with folks about what you're willing and able to do. Yeah, you know, here's the way I'm comfortable helping. I can't attest to you being somebody worthy of this introduction, but I can certainly communicate the message that you're trying to get there more easily to enable you to then deliver your message directly without giving a personal reference. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was comfortable with. You know, we get asked to do, you know, pro bono things a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a giver. I love charity. I love giving up my time. That's how my mom raised me. Again, you stretch yourself too thin. And so I then became um, very clear of like, okay, I'm only doing pro bono for companies that are actually nonprofit. I'm only doing pro bono for things that are within a, a certain radius of my house, no travel. Um, they have to have an audience of X number, right? And so it became very clear, like, hey, here's the questions. No, okay, well, why don't you you know, get together with another group? And when you have that audience size, come back to me. So you give them a way to get to yes. And that makes no easier. 
The book is The Connector's Advantage and the author, Michelle Tellis Letterman. Michelle, thanks for sharing your wish with us today. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.